Hello, you're listening to Fully Booked. hasn't it um especially for those who are female or uh were assigned female at birth in america it's it's worrying it's scary so let's let's try and distract ourselves with books as i'm sure all of us do in this community the world is going to shit Let's talk about Pride books. It is the end of Pride. Uh, when this episode goes up, it will be June 29th, the end of Pride month. So I thought, let's give the month a farewell nod um, and talk about the Pride books that I think need more love. And I think some of you guys might enjoy so the first one I'm going to talk about is one that comes up quite a lot, I believe, um, but doesn't get as much love as this author's other popular book, um, The House in the Cerulean Sea. So I'm going to talk about Under the Whispering Door by TJ Klune. Um, This book is about a, a character who dies from a heart attack. He wasn't a very nice person when alive. And he's taken to a tea house called um Karen Charon I can't say the name Karen Charon (laughs) (laughs) basically um I'm gonna say Charon um Charon's crossing he's the person well the entity that would ferry souls across the river Styx into Hades in Greek mythology so you know that's (laughs) forgive my ignorance in pronouncing that name Um, but basically Wallace is taken by a reaper to the tea house um, because Hugo the owner of the tea shop is able to help him cross over but Wallace fights that he does not he's not going to he's not ready Um, And he didn't really live his life when he was alive. And he wants a second chance. It's beautiful. It sounds very dark. But it's so uplifting. It's heartwarming. And it's just a beautiful queer love story. That is just extremely well done. I will read anything by TJ Klune at this point. And I highly recommend it. It's absolutely beautiful. Trigger warnings for loss of a loved one. Death, obviously. And also death of a pet. But that one is absolutely fantastic. So it's male, male. Romance, I believe. Hugo, I believe he's gay. And I think Wallace is bi. So that's the representation in that one. The next one is a bit of a tough one. Especially considering what we've all been through in the past nearly three years. But it's The Pull of the Stars by Emma Donoghue. And this one is female, female romance. And it is set in Ireland... 1918 during the Spanish flu epidemic so 
So it's a love story in a pandemic and it couldn't have come out any other time. But it is so beautiful and so touching and it's just really well done. It's basically Nurse Julia works at an understaffed hospital in um, the maternity ward. So she's looking after mothers. But it's also expectant mothers now quarantined in her ward with the flu and it's kind of like it's a very intense read it's only set over three days but it's so touching and it's so well done and it's just absolutely beautiful it's so the romance is between nurse julia and a young volunteer bridie and these two women change each other's lives so uniquely and beautifully and it's just it, it's it fills you with like this this tiredness but this also kind of if you are a carer or a mother or a parent of any sort you'll definitely connect with it because it kind of they say a woman's work is never done and it's absolutely true let's try and say this in a gender neutral they do say a woman's work is never done but a carer's work is never done because once they've finished caring for someone during the day they then have to look after themselves or their loved ones if they're not caring for their loved ones during the day so it's it kind of gives you that and it shows you that and it's like it overwhelms you to a point where you realise you're not alone and you haven't been alone and people have been through the same things that you've been through throughout the history of time. So it's kind of comforting in that way and also it's just so stark and kind of it's kind of a hug from someone who's been through the same thing that you've been through or something similar and I highly recommend it. The next book is Veering Off Into the Non-Fiction World and it's Roaring Girls by Holly Kite. Um, it's The Forgotten Feminists of British History and it's absolutely fantastic. I read it from NetGalley when it first came out a couple of years ago and it's just been released as a paperback and it's kind of like the unsung heroines of British history and they just absolutely refuse to play the rules of their time. They were loud when they should be quiet. They're disruptive. They're sexual. They're masculine when she should be feminine and stuff like that. And it's just absolutely fantastic. So there's like the notorious cross-dressing thief Mary Fryfe in 17th century. Rebel slave Mary Prince. And Lister, if you've ever seen Gentleman Jack. If you've ever seen Gentleman Jack, this is also a fantastic book to dive into if you want to know more about Anne Lister but it's full of diverse characters and they redefine what a woman could be and what she should be. And it's absolutely fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. I cannot recommend it enough. There's people in there that I'd never heard of before and it just, it's absolutely brilliant. It's just feminism before feminism even existed and it's just, these women are just unapologetic about who they are and I just cannot recommend it enough. They're all just loud and absolutely fantastic. The next book is The Animals at Lockwood Manor. This is a very quiet book. It's set during World War II in this manor house. And this young girl, Hetty, is tasked with the evacuation and safekeeping of the Natural History Museum's collection of stuffed mammals. Um, so they take the exhibits to Lockwood Manor so they should be safe during the war. And then kind of the servants are resentful lord lockwood is charming but also in a greasy way kind of like you know when men come up to you and they're nice to you but you can't put your finger on why you don't like them that was me with lord lockwood throughout this book up until the end when he showed his true colors but 
oh it was just you know when you're just like this this man is creepy but I can't quite put my finger on why you know that instinct that a lot of us have so there's like he, him being all slimy and creepy but at the same time charming so she can't exactly say fuck off and then there's the animals kind of go missing one by one and then the, the corridors are creepy and dark and the wallpaper kind of moves and at the same time Hetty's falling in love with Lord Lockwood's daughter Lucy who is clearly um, mentally ill or has some mental health issues and she's like traumatising but Lucy doesn't even know why she's traumatised and there's kind of like rooms that have been wallpapered shut and stuff like this and it's absolutely atmospheric family madness going on absolutely creepy it's disturbing it's a very gothic mystery and it reminds me a lot of like Wilkie Collins and like those kind of like classic novels um a little bit Jane Airy kind of thing there's something in the attic but we're not quite sure what and it's absolutely beautiful it is very slow it's very you know there's it's slow moving it's kind of you get and by the time you get in there you are hooked it's absolutely brilliant um I cannot recommend it enough so that romance is female female let's go on to a children's book which really it really caught me and it's one of my favorites now um it's one that I kind of picked up thought it looked cute on the cover uh looked inside and it was in verse which is books in verse are so fantastic they're quick read they tell you a lot without actually saying it on the page because there's only so many words you can put in verse so there's like it's very much kind of showing you without telling you it's absolutely fantastic and then once I got into it I realized that this is a book about a young girl who realizes that she actually fancies women or girls and it's absolutely beautiful it you know it's kind of you meet this young girl Stevie she's only 11 and she's obsessed with sea creatures she lives with her mum and you know she's got a best friend and stuff like that and then kind of like she's been teased by her mum that she's going to marry her best friend Andrew but Stevie kind of realises deep down inside she's like I'm not going to marry Andrew and then there's this young girl at school who she likes and she's kind of like confused because she likes this girl in a different way to how she likes Andrew and there's this brilliant description of how it makes her fizz inside when she's near her and it's a new feeling and she just doesn't understand because you know she's obviously not been taught that girls can love girls as well as boys or as well as non-binary people and um she's just so shy about it so she doesn't understand until she goes to the library and the librarian helps her find stories of girls loving girls and kind of helps her build up a courage to share the truth with her mum and her mum is just so understanding and loving about it and it's just it's an absolutely fantastic book it's by Meg Grehan it's absolutely fantastic and I just I can't recommend it enough it is for children but I think it should be read by adults as well because it kind of gives you the empathy and it kind of helps you to understand other people's emotions and how they affect their lives and it's just absolutely fantastic reading I cannot recommend it enough the next book is one of my absolute favorites of all time I have spoken on the blog about Kate Quinn 
and I just can't recommend her books enough. Kate Quinn writes kind of historical fiction books with a feminist kind of edge to it. So she's always kind of focusing on the female characters that she creates and puts into kind of historical uh, situations. So at the minute she is writing more World War Two stories, World War One, World War Two, um, she has also written a series based in Rome called the Mistress of Rome series. It's about four books in there. It's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Obviously, she doesn't pull her punches. So there is rape, there is death, there is sexism, there's slavery, there's self-harm, there's abuse. You know, what these people went through in their day-to-day lives, she doesn't hide it. But the one I'm going to recommend to you is The Huntress, which is the first book I read of hers. And it is kind of set alternatively. So in some chapters, it's after World War Two, And in a couple, there are flashbacks for one of our main characters, Nina. Uh, Nina is from the Soviet Union and when World War II kicks off, she has always wanted to fly. So she signs up to join the legendary Night Witches, which is an all-female night bomber regiment that absolutely put the fear of God into the Nazis. They flew wooden planes dropping bombs (laughs) on the Nazis' eastern front and... Hitler himself despised these night witches which means that I love them (laughs) and so we've got Nina the main character who kind of falls prey during the war to this lethal Nazi murderess who is known as the Huntress and Nina survives and then we have Ian Ian Graham who was a British war correspondent during the war um you know he also fought he witnessed Omaha Beach and he went to the Nuremberg trials and he has now become a Nazi hunter so to find the huntress um, and to capture her alive he joins forces with Nina you've got this very British gent (laughs) and then he teams up with this brazen kind of feisty Russian lady Nina and it's absolutely brilliant. So we've got those two kind of meeting up and trying to find the Huntress. And at the same time, in Boston, there's a 17-year-old Jordan who wants to be a photographer. And then her widowed father unexpectedly comes home with a new fiancé, who is allegedly a soft-spoken German widow. And Jordan begins to delve and kind of you know, she feels something's not quite right about this German widow. So you've got Jordan in Boston, Ian and Nina kind of teaming up to find the Huntress. And at the same time, it delves back into Nina's memories and what happened to her during the war. And also to her lover, one of the, another one of the Night Witches. So it's kind of, Nina is in this book, I believe, bisexual. It's never written down. But she likes men and she likes women. It's never addressed whether she likes anyone non-binary or anyone else so I'm assuming here that she is bisexual it's very soft and not really kind of pushed into your face Um, but it makes up who Nina is she's independent she doesn't care what people think you know she is who she says she is this is how she lives this is who she is and she doesn't give a damn and it's just absolutely fantastic this book will make you feel things you've never felt before 
honestly this is compulsive reading once you start you will not be able to stop it's kind of oh it's a it's a historical thriller but it's also romantic strong you know the villain is so good in this she is so evil and it's just absolutely brilliant and it's very intricate and compelling and I just the layers in this is outstanding it's one you cannot cannot miss out on at all so the next book I'm going to talk about is um When the Moon Was Ours by Anna Marie McLemore so this is about two best friends um Sam and I'm assuming her name is Miel Miel M-I-E-L Miel um they're best friends absolutely inseparable um there's rumors that um Miel was spilled out of a water tower when she was five and that's how she was found roses grow out of her wrists and Sam is known for the moons that he paints and hangs in the trees around the town and no one knows much about him or his mother since they moved to town so there's these two oddballs that have met together and they're just they're gonna be friends these two oddballs have found each other and they're absolutely you know thick as thieves and then at the same time there are the Bonner girls which are four absolutely beautiful otherworldly beautiful sisters who are rumoured in the town to be witches they want the roses that grow from Miel's skin um convinced that the scent of those roses can make anyone fall in love and it's just absolutely beautifully written Anna Marie McLemore's writing style is absolutely to die for it's poetic it's magical realism it's flowy it's so stunning it's artwork in itself and it this book involves themes such as gender and cultural identity um and it's just absolutely fantastic um it is very heavy in the magical realism so if you don't like that kind of thing you might not enjoy this but there are so many deep layers and symbolism within this book and it kind of straddles the line between reality and the fantastical so it's fantasy but also it's completely real and it's absolutely you know it just it just dazzles you it is absolutely stunning it's hauntingly beautiful it's just so romantic and atmospheric and it's just just a beautiful book that at the heart is a love story between this latina girl an Italian Pakistani trans boy and it's just absolutely beautiful it kind of delves into it's so it's so layered and absolutely stunning if you're gonna try one of her books this is the first one to try this is the one to get and then I would say move on to something like Blanca and Roja or The Weight of Feathers this is this is one that you really need to try and it's absolutely fantastic. Obviously, there are more queer books out there that I have read, that you have read, that we could recommend to each other. And I'd really love to hear kind of your um, recommendations. So please DM us in the Instagram. I would absolutely love to know your recommendations. I mean, I recently read briefly A Delicious Life by Nell Stevens, and that was absolutely 
fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's only just come out. Absolutely brilliant. It's about uh, a young girl who is about 14. Her name's Blanca and she died in 1473 and now three, nearly 400 years later she's still in this monastery in Mallorca and all of a sudden George Sand turns up with her two children and her lover Frederick Chopin and you know this absolutely spirited righteous ghost falls in love with George Sand you know George Sand is just a fantastic character from history she was a woman loved men loved women she's a writer she's one of the most beloved french novelists she used to dress up as a man she used to smoke cigars and she just lived her life unapologetically and um was uh in a romantic uh, relationship with chopin uh chopin or however you (laughs) pronounce that um that name and it's kind of about Blanca kind of coming to terms with her past and also kind of the way that she can delve into memories and stuff so you see George Sand's memories and also the future and it's just absolutely really well done another one I'm going to recommend obviously I recommended it last time A Taste of Golden Iron by Alexandra Rowland if you don't read this when it comes out you are a fool in my opinion. <laughs> this is absolutely fantastic. It's one you need to read. So those are the books that I've been talking about this week. There will be a list on the blog so you can read titles and authors if you want to look up the books I've mentioned. And I will see you next week for another little mini podcast chat. I hope you all stay safe. I hope you all stay hydrated. Take your medicine. Take breaks. Have a stretch. And I'll see you next week. Bye.